2: We just wish it was warm
1: I'm Dave Hawkins, and welcome again to The Antidote. On our last edition of the show, we got into the metal core of Confessions of a Traitor. As you can tell from our first song, December Air, we've definitely moved away from metal. But the singer-songwriter style of Jackie Minton does carry one similar trait to COAT. Her music is emotional. Even though Jackie is relatively young... We're going to hear on tonight's talk that she's been creating thoughtful music for quite a long time. She describes herself as a music maker, overthinker, and a chronic dreamer. The thing that stands out is that all of this is music that makes you think. Let's head into the first part of the Antidotes Chat with Jackie, where she shares about her music roots, and we'll head into the title track from her 2013 debut release, Searching for Now. It's great to have Jackie Minton on The Antidote. Jackie, thanks for coming to the show.
0: Thanks so much for having me. It's really a pleasure.
1: Introducing you, I really wish I could give you one of those late night TV show music fanfare with the crowd cheering, but it's really just you and I for this. I love that. (laughs) So you're not disappointed? I love it. I want you to stretch your memory a bit, Jackie. Okay. What about taking us way back? What's the first song that made an impact on you?
0: Wow, this is such a good specific question. It's so funny, the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, my goodness. I hope that you've had worse answers than this before. This is pretty bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about to say Shania Twain. Um, <laughs> man, I feel like a woman. That's a, a great song. I remember dancing to that and just like singing my heart out as a kid. Um, But I think probably one of the first songs to really make an impact on me was James Taylor's Fire and Rain.
1: You are going way back, aren't you?
0: Yes. (laughs) My parents used to have a CD player in my room that they would put me to sleep to. And that was one of the songs on the album. And I just remember, yeah, just being put to sleep by James Taylor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I could think of worse things. Me too. (laughs) So that was the childhood era, and when did you decide to actually start doing music on your own?
0: Gosh, I picked up guitar when I was about the age of 11 and started songwriting right away. So I think that it was at that point I'd started to realize that people wrote the songs that I listened to and that that was a work I could participate in and do for myself. So I would just write and sing in my room. But I think that from the moment I started it, it was a dream to be able to share the art that I was creating.
1: And at 11 years old, what kind of songs were you writing?
0: Terrible songs. <laughs> Absolutely awful. <laughs> it's funny. I did a talent show when I was in the fifth grade and performed one of these songs. I think it was so bad that my mom like deleted it from her memory <laughs> because she... <laughs> She was like, oh, and was the first time you played out? And I was like, oh, I wrote Fifth Grade. I played this song that I wrote. And she's like, no, you didn't. And I've like pulled out the VHS tape. I'm like, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, from that young.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, the earliest song that I've heard from Jackie Minton was the title track from the Searching for Now EP.
0: Oh, wow. Really? You went all the way back there.
1: <laughs> oh, I did. And I like the opening verse where it says, We got here, but we're not sure how. Take my hand and we'll figure it out. Reasons will come like the melody, and you can always sing along with me. So you released that song in 2016, and now here we are six years later. Have you figured out your life?
0: No. <laughs> Still searching. <laughs> the honest answer. Still searching. That song is kind of like a double-edged sword because it's one of those things like we're still searching for now and we're also searching for the present moment and trying to wrap our heads around it. At least I am. And that song seems to resonate with other people that are wrestling with the same thing.
1: Do you think there's ever a point in anyone's life where they've got it totally laid out? Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) At this point, if they do, I would love to meet them. I would have a lot of questions for them.
1: rest of the searching for now release was it really what you hoped for
0: yes and in some ways i don't think i had a lot of hopes in particular then i had just graduated from high school in 2015 and used my graduation money to record that project so when it came down to it i was in the middle of a year of missionary work and just kind of released the songs without thinking twice about it. There was no like single release. I didn't do any PR prep for it. I just threw them out there. And there was really a a warm reception from family and friends that spread it to their family and friends. And it was a very humble beginning. And it still feels like I'm in the midst of a very humble story that's coming about through my music. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was an adventure and also... such a gift to finally get to share the music that I had been writing in my room for all those years and picking out a handful of songs um, to to share with the world from that.
1: Maybe you could tell us about that missionary work. Was that a challenge for you?
0: Yes, and also the Lord provided the grace (laughs) to do it. When people ask me, like, would you do that again? My answer is, I won't do it again, but I'm very grateful that I did. (laughs) Um, It was a missionary program based out of Minnesota. And we were working at a Catholic school, just acting as the kind of youth ministry outreach for the students. But the school was pre-K through 12. And me and my team were interacting with sixth grade through 12th grade, primarily. But it was an incredibly blessed time, and I wouldn't trade that for the world.
1: Something interesting about you is that I've heard your voice being compared to people like Regina Spector, Madison Cunningham, and even Joni Mitchell. You know, I don't necessarily agree with that. I get it that you're someone who can deliver strong vocals. But, you know, really, your voice is way smoother than those artists. Mm. But maybe you can tell us, like, how do you feel about comparisons like that? Really, they could be a negative or a positive.
0: Right. Really, I'm quite flattered by those comparisons, especially because I I love each of those artists and have been inspired by them in my own work. But also at the same time, I do recognize that in any sort of comparison, there's a missing piece of the puzzle of, of what really makes each of our voices different and unique. And I feel like I'm still figuring out over the midst of creating these last three projects. Um, between searching for now, Ernest's Voice, and now Genesis, still discovering what my voice can do. So it's been really fun to explore new areas with this new project as well. Again, it's one of those things where I feel like I'm just discovering more of myself along the way of creating this last project. It was really one of self-discovery, both just as a person, but also as an artist and pushing myself to explore more of the pop sounds I've always clung to my acoustic guitar (laughs) Um, and even when I took piano lessons growing up and throughout high school I didn't ever really play the songs out that I would write on the piano because I just didn't feel confident in them and I just branded myself as a girl and her guitar and that's all that I'm good for (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so with this project on the flip side it's only piano and so it's been a test even of my own skills and my confidence um, to be able to share the songs that I've written in that space.
1: More is another track found on Jackie's Searching For Now EP. I'd guess that every artist has to be a bit apprehensive of, about bringing out their sophomore release. I mean, you've set the stage on the debut, but now what do you do? We'll get into that follow-up, and in the middle, one of the songs found on her album. So we were talking about Searching For Now and that of released in 2016. So I guess I want to find out Why did it take you until 2021 for you to deliver the Searching for Now follow-up, The Earnest Voice, full-length?
0: It felt like an eternity, (laughs) Um, those years in between. Part of it was finances. At that point, I had more of a taste, I would say, for music and realizing production could be so good, and so wanting to be able to serve the songs the best and present them in a way that allowed them to shine. But at the same time I was going to school in that period and trying oh, to figure I out. See. How so my you life. needed
1: to graduate to get the graduation to funds to fund the album.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> no, actually I did a crowdfund campaign for Ernest Voice, which was just so incredibly blessed. We raised twenty thousand dollars and I think a period of like a month and a half for that project. That was incredibly humbling, but I think that at that point, the friends that were listening to my music were so ready for me to release the music that I had been playing for them in dorm rooms and in living rooms and over holidays with my family that there were a lot of people that were excited about the new music that was going to be shared finally in a tangible
1: form. So they were so tired of hearing your rough cuts, they wanted the finished product.
0: Yes, (laughs) I think that's what happened.
1: (laughs) I have to tell you that In the Middle is one of the songs from Ernest's voice that really grabbed me. Lyrically, it relates a relationship to a novel, which is really sort of a brilliantly odd idea. Where did that come from?
0: Thank you so much. I'm so honored. Um the original idea for th- that song came out of a conversation that I had with a friend over tea. It's my pet peeve when somebody spoils the ending of something for me. Like if I'm watching a TV show or plan on reading a book and somebody comes out and says the thing, I get so mad and it t- like there are very few things that push my buttons in this world, but that is one of them.
2: <laughs>
0: um, and so I think that I was having a conversation with a friend and just realizing that the the chapter of our story overlapping was closing and, like, coming to terms with that um, and accepting it, but also realizing that I didn't want um, to know how it ended, you know, um, And so finding a relationship in the way that I relate stories to coming to fruition and not wanting to know before the end and seeing that in my own life and in one way in this relationship, but also in all of my relationships and in wanting to be present to receive the moment with those people.
1: Well, that makes me curious about something. A lot of people can't stand when a book or a film has an open-ended ending. How do you feel about things like that?
0: I also don't like those. <laughs> I do like, I when when it's time for the end, I'm ready for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, we're dealing on two different pages then.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Crack me open like a book You didn't notice, but you took my breath away each time You gave me so much as a love those gray, blue, green Start this story right Don't get me wrong I want to know what's been going on You heard me right I'm willing to put up a fight Don't get me wrong I want to know what's been going on Since we escaped And found out Back in this same old place So oh, it feels so nice just to see your face I don't want to leave this page I fear that we will be someplace Different by the end of it I've always hated spoiled endings And I'm afraid of new beginnings But oh, we can start this story Start this story right. We start our story right in the middle.
1: Well, something with Ernest's voice is that it's excellent, but what's really important is that that release got the attention of Dermot Kennedy. I mean, this is the guy that recorded Outnumbered. Yes. I heard you open for him during his U.S. tour. I did. What was that like?
0: It was absolutely insane. And how it came about is something I'm still trying to wrap my brain around. I was teaching guitar lessons to these two Irish girls. Um, their sisters, absolutely adorable. And their mom heard my music and asked me if I had heard Dermot's. And at the time, this was just short of a year ago. I hadn't. I don't know if I was living under a rock, probably. Um, But I looked him up and was so taken by his music and was really flattered that she had thought to share it with me. And it was a couple months later that their mother tagged me in an Instagram post that Dermot had put up asking for people to share their music with him because he was looking for a local artist to open for his U.S. tour. And she was like, Jackie, you have to do this. And um, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, for you, I'll I'll do this. I'm sure nothing will come of it. And I just filled out the Google Doc kind of form that he had in his bio and forgot about it. And it was and the night before the show that I had said I would be open to opening for Like it would work with my schedule and I like checked that box on the form and I was in Austin, Texas at the time, which is about a three and a half hour drive from Arlington where I'm at and I was helping some friends move and so we put their kids to bed. I checked my email right before I went to bed and I found the email from Nathan Dermot's manager (laughs) saying, hey Jackie, we would love to have you for the show tomorrow night in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We'll send you the sound check details like tomorrow morning. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like reading this email in Austin, Texas (laughs) without a guitar. I have nothing to wear. Just like keep rereading this email. And so I end up driving back to Arlington that night, hopping on a flight at 6 a.m. and doing this show that evening. And it was incredible. Dermot was so kind. Like Everyone just welcomed me in and took me in. They thought that I was local to Indiana, which is why they gave me such short notice. Oh, my. (laughs) Um, But either way, I'm so grateful for that opportunity and that they took the time to listen to that project and to give me a platform to share my music with his audience as well. It was very blessed.
1: That's fabulous. That really is a dream come true.
0: I was pinching myself the whole time, (laughs) especially because I was doing it on, I want to say like two hours of sleep between by the time I had gotten back to Arlington and left for the flight, you know, catching some Z's on the plane, but it felt very surreal.
1: Here's something I do want to say is that your music is similar to Dermot Kennedy. I mean, you both write intelligent and thoughtful lyrics,
0: Mm, but you know something,
1: isn't that a rarity in the music scene?
0: It is harder to find, or at least I would say I know of a lot of artists that are doing it, but they're not. music isn't as popular as his is for sure, and it seems to get lost in the crowd. Or you could say less thoughtful music tends to be what is popular.
1: What's also the issue is that you say you're going into the pop realm more so than you were before. Right that's a genre that's notorious for having thoughtless songs.
0: It's true. It's true. Yeah, I say I'm experimenting with pop sounds, but I'm definitely not going all the way there with this project.
1: You're going to keep it real?
0: (laughs) Yes, we're keeping it real. And there's still some folk flavor to it, or even kind of jazz music a little bit um, that we'll be releasing. The next single from Genesis, comes out November 4th. That was a song that I recorded with my friend Juliana who's an incredible jazz pianist and vocalist. So I'm very excited about the Sure,
1: go (laughs) ahead and tease us about the song and we can't even hear it.
0: (laughs) Very soon. Very, very soon. This is Jackie Minton and you're hearing the best in Christian music on The Antidote. Fear
2: was the easy choice Stole away my earnest voice Made of silver and glint and gold Of treasures I told But few have earned my soul Love knows no fear oh, Love come near I whisper in your ear Brittle and a rock destroy but we both know there's more to lie The war was over years ago, or at least I used to think so. But love knows. More. No
1: a song like Ernest voice it's easy to see why dermot kennedy's team was into having jackie minton as their show opener now i mentioned before how jackie seems to go deep about everything that comes up next along with her song carry you well you know something else with popularity and the type of music you're doing is that i really do think that most artists have to come to terms with the reality that making music doesn't make money I mean, it sucks, but it's how it works. So since there isn't money in this, what are your motives for doing it?
0: That is a great question. (laughs) Um, It's one of those things where I've heard it said by other people before, if you don't feel like you have to do music, then don't do it because you won't last. But if you do feel like there's no other option, then do it because nothing else is going to make you happy. And so far, I've found that to be true. I feel in the depth of my being that these songs have to be written and shared and recorded. And I don't really have an option <laughs> um, to not do it is is really the way that I would answer that. And so finding ways to to make money on the side and to support the art for right now, while it's not being my main source of income, at least streaming is not my main source of income, um, I would highly doubt it's anyone's. But that being said, when you have a gift, you have to share it. I think of the parable of the servant that receives the one talent that doesn't go and make more with it. When he comes back and tries to give that back to the master, the master doesn't say, Thank you for returning what I gave you. I think in our society today, that is seen as faithfulness. But He doesn't say that. He says, you wicked servant, (laughs) which when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that's harsh. That's really (laughs) harsh. (laughs) Um, But I also recognize in my own life that I see a truth to that where I've been given gifts. It's my responsibility to, to share them and to spend them to see what comes of it, even though that's a risk.
1: I do enjoy how your songs deal with real-life situations. You know, dealing with relationships, and so many of them are about you trying to find your place in the world. Do you ever find that you're too personal?
0: No. (laughs) Well, gosh, you just have so many good questions, Dave. Um, I think that the songs that I share, the more personal that they are, the more that they connect with people because they see themselves or they have at least footholds to kind of grab on and compare and say, okay, maybe the person that I was in a relationship with didn't have green or blue eyes, but their eyes were brown. And I felt the same way about their eyes, if that makes sense. So I I think that having kind of footholds that bring someone into my story, allowed them to put themselves in my shoes and And also to enter into their own experiences in hopefully a more deep way as well.
1: I get that. You know, something with the bio for Jackie Minton is that it has this interesting statement. Jackie Minton traverses the gap between the sacred and the secular, daring us to question if there was ever any distance between the two. Is that really what you've found like that there is a divide between them?
0: I don't think that there is a divide. But I think that a lot of people believe that there is a divide between the sacred and the secular, or even realizing that if we believe in God and that he created all things, then he's everywhere, which of course is the, the thesis of the song, Wherever I Go, it was just released. But really finding that to be true in the day-to-day and in the spending of this gift of getting to make music that I get to discover more of who God is as I go into the grittiness of my own life, even as I'm working through the mess and externally processing that by creating songs that I share with people, that God is in that and he rejoices in creativity even more than we do. Um, And we just get a share in that gift that he's given to us.
1: I hate to say this, but I think I do find that there's Christian artists who really aren't dealing honestly in their songs. They put on this false front that's all pretty and nice, and they drop that grittiness. Should any artist do that?
0: Hmm. I think that there's a time and a place for songs to serve different purposes. So if a song's purpose is to lead into worship, then in that setting, I'm not going to perhaps share as many specifics about my experience because I'm trying to point the person that's listening to that song back to the Lord directly. But I think that some artists, myself included, and maybe more than even realize it, have also been given this call to just share their lives for the purpose of allowing people to see God in their lives. And that our lives, again, with all their grittiness and messiness, are a living testimony as well. I think that there's a place for both.
1: Then would you say that faith is central to your songs?
0: Yes, most of them. And even the ones that maybe where I would hesitate to say that it's central, I think in a supporting way to the reason that I create and that I share is for God in that I feel like this is, again, something that I have to do and that I love to do it. It's a joy. Getting to enter into creativity, I don't think, is something that's for a select few. I think it's for all of us to explore and to create in the ways that we enjoy.
1: I do hear that reflection of faith in a song you released just a few days ago, the new Jackie Minton single, Wherever I Go. What was it that inspired that song?
0: The song was really inspired by a moment of questioning where my next step was. I wrote the song right before the release of Ernest Voice. It was maybe three weeks before that project came out. And now looking back on it, it's quite funny to think about that timeline. (laughs) Um, I was at the time living in Nashville. I had just graduated and was trying to figure out what my next step was. And prayer I had really felt that the Lord was calling me to move back home to Texas. In my mind, that felt like giving up before I had even tried to leave Music City before I released my album. I was confused as to why even the Lord would ask that of me. I had a great community in Nashville. I loved my life there. And I had just gotten back from a retreat where I, again, had felt the Lord be very clear that He was asking me to move home. I was going for a run and just started walking. And I made the last turn back to my house in Nashville and just started praying to the Lord and really wrestling with this. And say, I wasn't even praying yet. I just started spiraling in my head. And I was like, who am I to think I know the voice of the Lord what makes me think that my family even wants me to move back home? Um, there are so many like factors logistically that I need to work out. I need to tell my roommates that I'm thinking about moving out. There were just a lot of things that I started to worry about the logistics of it and and really questioned whether or not it was from the Lord. And as I was making the last turn towards my house, I saw that there was a book in my neighbor's front yard lying face open so it just kind of caught my eye we lived across the street from a high school so it looked like oh it probably just flew out of somebody's car while they were driving past or or something like that it was very close to the road and so i peer down at it and i read joshua really big at the top i realize oh that's a bible it had rained the night before so it was covered in dirt and leaves plastered open to the page that it's on And I just picked it up and was holding it at arm's length away from myself because it was so gross. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I started walking back towards my house and I'm like, well, it was here. It's open to this page. I should probably just read it. So it's God inviting Joshua into the promised land. And that very last part of that first section of chapter one is Joshua 1.9. Be strong and of good courage. Have I the Lord God not commanded you. I'm with you wherever you go. And I just started to weep reading that line specifically. The verse, I'm with you wherever you go, was one that I had seen before when I was deciding whether or not I was going to leave California and move back to Texas a few years before that. So for the Lord to bring up that verse specifically and to put it there as a reminder that he had a plan. And even though I did not and still do not understand it, He wanted me to move back to Texas, and he was asking that of me. So I went back to my house. I sat down at the piano and wrote, wherever I go. And just speaking and out of that place and and writing back to the Lord, I feel alone, but I know better, and you have something better for me than I even realize. And if I wouldn't have moved home, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to open for Dermot Kennedy, which is (laughs) (laughs) one of the very small ways that the Lord, I feel like he's laughing at me and like being like, you see that, right? (laughs) Um, So it's had its difficulties with anything, but it's also been such a huge blessing.
2: I may feel alone, but I Seasons come and go, and I will weather this storm is passing through, I can see it's true.
1: new single Wherever I Go from Jackie Minton. Definitely quite a sonic difference from her last two releases. I can't wait to hear what's coming on the next Genesis singles. I want to give a shout out to the radio stations that air The Antidote each week. Wednesdays at 9pm Eastern on Trent Radio. Zed Radio The Mix, who shares this show both Friday and Saturday nights at 9pm Eastern, and for all you people living out west, you can get into The Antidote on all 59 stations found on the Effect radio network each Saturday night at 10 p.m. Pacific. Well, I was hoping that Jackie might have been willing to share her next single ahead of time, <laughs> but no such luck. So after this next interview segment, we'll head into the past for a listen to Made of Memories from the Earnest Voice album. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. I've been complimentary about your music, and now's my time to be critical and tell you that you're really one of those nasty artists, because (laughs) here you are, you're releasing just one song at a time from the upcoming Genesis. So, what's next, and when do we get the whole package?
0: So, Genesis is an EP, so I'm sharing it song by song, and the All four songs on the project, there may be a fifth. I'm trying to figure that out right now. But the project as a whole will be shared in January. This EP is the first of a series that I have percolating, and I have songs planned out for three more EPs like it. We'll see if I am able to bring them into fruition, and I have no idea what sort of timeline they'll be on. But it felt fitting for Genesis to be the first. It is such a different time with the way that music is shared. As much as I wanted to just do an album like I did with Ernest Voice, I didn't want any of the songs to be hidden. And streaming these days, it makes us listen to just one song before it shoots us to another artist. So trying to figure out the best way to share all of the songs in their entirety without letting any of them get lost was definitely a struggle. And I hate putting out just one at a time, but I hope that you'll hang with me (laughs) and listen to them.
1: You talk about this percolating. Now I thought you were a tea drinker, not coffee.
0: Right. (laughs) I am a tea drinker. That is the truth.
1: Well, I'll forgive you for that.
0: Thank you. (laughs)
1: Jackie, thanks for coming to The Antidote for this talk. I really appreciate your time.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Dave. It's been a real pleasure.
1: The
2: road looks different in the rain But it'll take you to the same before, the past is a closed door. ta huh?